Hey guys, this is Carmen. There is no Fino, and you're listening to Man in the Milf Lego. I am uh, doing it from my phone because I wasn't sure if I was gonna go live today because of just how I was feeling. I was feeling a little tired, and not. <laughs> this is a little weird talking to myself because I usually have a co-host. But anyways, welcome, welcome, welcome uh, for everybody who's gonna join us, who's yet to join us, who will join us in the future. Um, so yeah, I um, wanna talk about four, four big topics um, that have just been heavy on my mind this week. Um, first and foremost, I hope everybody had a good fireworks day. I don't, um, if you notice, Man in the Milk didn't really post anything about the 4th of July just because of the direction the country is currently heading. I'm not the biggest fan of right now. So I decided to shy away from your typical, you know, land of the free, home of the brave, um, you know, patriotic, yada, yada, yada bullshit. Um, and so aside from all that, I hope everybody had a good fireworks day. It looks like a lot of people were barbecuing, having a good time, popping fireworks. Um, I didn't really do anything too crazy. We went to my husband's um, best friend, Xavier White. He's a really good friend of mine, too. House and just grilled. He made really good brisket um, and some ribs. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, and the girls just got wet. We really didn't pop fireworks this year. Maybe next year once they're a little bit older. We'll see. Um, but anyways, let's, I guess, dive in. So, um, oh my God, it's only been two minutes. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. Okay. All right. I'm going to Zen. I'm going to refocus. I'm a little nervous. Um, okay. So, cause I just got a notification right now. Uh, what do you guys think of the new, um, thing that Mark Zuckerberg came out with? It is our own, um, Twitter. So it was released, I believe it was a couple of days ago. It's called Thread. Um, and you have the opportunity to either link it to your Instagram or you can just make a separate account. It doesn't have to be affiliated through, I don't think through Instagram or Facebook. I'll have to double check. Um, so I did it just out of curiosity because it said, um, you know, so-and-so sent their first thread or something like that. I was like, what the fuck is Thread? But I had remembered that I had read an article somewhere saying that Mark Zuckerberg, uh, Mark Zuckerberg um, had created it. And so I downloaded it. It was super easy because it said that, you know, you could connect your Instagram. And once I did it, the process was literally seamless. I It, it merged all of my Instagram people. Is that good? I think that's good. If you fall forward, I'm so sorry. Um, all the Instagram people that I follow on Instagram, I was following on thread. Um, and so I've been getting notifications all day long of so-and-so is following you on thread and so-and-so is following you on thread or you're following so-and-so on thread. And so if you look at it, it's very user-friendly, but it's very similar to Twitter. And all you see on the thread feed is just people, rest in peace, Twitter, Twitter right now, Elon Musk right now, blah, blah, blah. So if you get a chance, look at it be careful of the terms and services because i did read on a news article that if you have instagram and you tr try to delete thread you can't delete one without the other 
So just be very cautious of that if you're gonna link it through your Instagram. So if I ever wanna delete thread, ugh, I just got salt all over me and tahin. Anyways, if you ever wanna delete thread, it's gonna delete your Instagram too. <sighs> Cheers. Marissa, I see you. Cheers. Yeah, that was needed. All right. First topic on the books. Affirmative action. So, for those of you who don't know, the Supreme Court uh, pretty much just overturned affirmative action, which, if a lot of you guys don't know what it means... It's pretty much a policy aimed at increasing workplace and educational opportunities for people who are underrepresented in various areas in our society. So AKA minorities in Ivy League schools, such as like Harvard, Columbia, Stanford. Um, in this case, it's Harvard and UNC. Um, and so what happened was um, an Asian student who had, I believe it was like a 1595 SAT score. So it was a super great, awesome SAT score. Um, was denied entry to six of the Ivy League colleges. And so he brought his case before the Supreme Court and he was like, hey, I feel like affirmative action is hurting me because such and such and such has the opportunity to get in and I didn't get in when I'm the ideal candidate for one of those schools. Um, so it's, he said that he pretty much felt discriminated against because of affirmative action. Uh, but looking into it, it was just pretty much his SAT score. He really didn't have a lot of extracurricular activities. He wasn't valedictorian for his school, which a lot of the you know Ivy League schools look at. Um, and so the two um, major colleges that it got overturned for was for Harvard and UNC, which is the University of North Carolina. And what this means, though, even though they overturned affirmative action, it doesn't necessarily ban diversity in admissions. Um, but it pretty much bans race. So whether you're Hispanic, black, white, Filipino, Asian, whatever that may case be, um, from being a deciding factor on whether or not you're going to get into the school. So this is where I get curious. So if race is no longer a deciding factor in whether or not a student can be admitted to Harvard or UNC or Stanford, are they now going to start taking off the race box? Because as, as everybody knows, when you go to apply, whether it's a college, a job, pretty much any application, it's, it asks you, what is your race? White, black, you know, Asian, whatever the case may be. If that is no longer going to be a deciding factor for these universities and private colleges, are they going to take that box off? Because if it doesn't matter, then what is the point of having that box on there? Um, and so with this that it passed, nine states have already banned um, affirmative action. Uh, Arizona, California, which California started to do this back in the late 90s. So a lot of people were saying, uh, you know, Berkeley is in California. Because they banned affirmative action so long ago, it really doesn't impact them. So if you apply to Berkeley and get denied, it's not because of affirmative action. Uh, Florida, surprise, surprise. Uh, Indiana. Michigan, Nebraska, New Hampshire, Oklahoma, and Washington. Um, and so I was looking at the pros and cons of affirmative action. And one of the, I think, main points that I want to make is, you know, with affirmative action, if the student gets it because of it, is it truly because of their achievements and what they've accomplished to get into school? Or is it because they have to fill a certain quota of how many students 
of a certain race or a certain color have to be admitted into the college. That is honestly the biggest thing that I could see or the biggest qualm that I could see in the whole affirmative action. I don't agree with it. Um, I think that by taking away affirmative action, it truly does limit the opportunities that people of color um, are going for. It's, it's kind of like a letdown because you're like, well, what's the point of applying to an Ivy League school if the legacies, and if you don't know what legacies are, it's, it's parents who, it's like generations upon generations of, of um, alum that go to a certain college, um, which are, it's a higher percentage of getting admitted if you come from a legacy family. So, and I'm not just saying mom and dad, I'm talking about mom, dad, grandpa, great grandpa, great, great, great grandpa, like going back the legacies. And then you have those who are major donors for these private colleges. Those are also have a greater opportunity of getting admitted um, than somebody who has stellar grades, an excellent SAT score, curricular activities out the ass. Um, because of these mediocre students, I, it, just, it, it sucks. It, it truly, truly, truly sucks because I feel like it's going to discriminate, discriminate, it's going to discourage a lot of the minorities to apply because at this point it's like, well, what's the point of applying? Cause the chances are they went from slim to pretty much nothing. Um, so affirmative action was overturned. And then another beautiful, lovely thing that was overturned this week. If you weren't aware of, um, Lori Smith, she is a Christian nationalist from Denver, Colorado. Um, I don't know if you're aware of what happened in Denver, Colorado. They um, overturned, oh, I had it in my notes and I probably didn't write it down. Pretty much saying that if she wants to deny a gay couple, if she wants to refuse service to a gay couple, she has a, a, a website that she owns. It's called 301 Creative. Um, it's a quote unquote wedding website. Uh, but she said that she was asked by a gay couple to make a wedding website and she's extremely Christian and it's not part of her beliefs to do so. So she brought this case before the Supreme Court and she won. Um, so with that, it just pretty much means she literally has the right to refuse service to anybody. I know we say regardless of, you know, race, gender, religion, blah, 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 you can't discriminate. She brought it towards the Supreme Court. She won. And now um, she says that her freedom of speech is no longer um, violated. But here's the kicker. Um, it is said, allegedly, that the, the two men that asked her to make the website don't exist. It was a fabricated story in order for her to get her way. There was not a shed of evidence, not a shed of proof. Um, the couple that had allegedly asked her to make the website go by Stuart and Mike, um, upon further investigation, Stuart, who currently resides in California, didn't know he was part of the suit until, uh, June of this year, um, that he was named in the suit. And, um, at the time, this is where the conspiracy theories start to come in, right? At the time of the initial filing of the suit, um, Stewart was working on a social media campaign for Hillary Clinton. 
Um, and so everybody's saying, you know, Sue, 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 because she's, you know, a fal falsely naming you in the suit. Um, and nobody knows who Mike is. They can't determine if Mike is a girl. They can't determine if Mike is a guy. This was a literal argument going on right now about who's who. Um, and so my issue with this is if they can discriminate against the LGBTQA community, do we have the right to discriminate against Trump supporters? But like the legit vile Trump supporters, because there are Trump supporters out there who, no, I'm sorry, Trump supporters. <laughs> I tried, I'm sorry, I, I, I love you guys to death. And I know that a lot of uh, my friends on Facebook outside of Man in the Mouth truly believe in Trump and his ideology and his um, policies and politics. Uh, I don't, I don't knock them as long as they don't come for me. I don't come from them. I feel like it's respectful. But that being said, do we, are we allowed to discriminate against Trump supporters? Are we allowed to discriminate at this point, the people who love the color blue or purple or yellow? You know, if you like dogs, you are not allowed into this place of business because we love cats over here. Or, you know, if you love cats, you're not allowed over here because this is a dog friendly establishment. When is it going to stop? If it brings no harm to you, why do you care so much? And, the, and the, the whole gist of it is because it was something that made her feel uncomfortable. That she decided to bring it forth to a court and be like, here you go. Here you go. You know, I, I don't feel comfortable making a website for a gay couple. Bitch, no one asked you. No one asked you to make a website to begin with but because it went against your religious beliefs because it went against what you stand for or what you stood for you thought you had a dog in the fight and now it, it all the progress that we've made thus far it's just gonna push us back years years all because they took the word of a white woman that's what it came down to. Those white women tears that they talk about, yeah, it exists. We are literally watching it unfold before our eyes with this case. Because when presented the facts, which there are none, when presented the evidence, which there is none, it was merely based on a feeling that somebody might ask her to make a website for them. Cheers, America, because that's where we're heading. Fucking bullshit. And it doesn't surprise me. Because when you elect a man like Donald Trump into power, or you allow a man like Ron DeSantis to get as far as he has in his political career with no legal repercussions... Because let's face it, this man has done some shady shit. He's not once but twice taken a busload and a plane load of undocumented immigrants and planted them somewhere completely different with no legal ramifications. No legal ramifications. If you check out Florida's infrastructure right now, it's shot. It's shit. People are going to Florida to vacation because it's cheap right now. You have half-built buildings 
everybody that was once there to put forth work is gone. And now you have farmers and construction companies like literally begging for help because you don't know what you have until it's gone. I don't care what anybody says. Immigrants are the backbone of this country. They do the work that nobody else wants to do. And now that we have a slight taste of what it's like if they're gone, everybody wants to freak out. Everybody wants to freak out. You have politicians wanting to take back their vote because they didn't realize how bad it got until it happened. And so, you know, it's sad that we're heading in this direction. You know, I was telling Joe uh, the other day, I was like, I don't want to live here anymore. I, I said, we need to get our passports because when shit hits the fan, we are taking our kids and we're leaving. We're leaving this fucking country. You're not best to keep me here because have you guys noticed? Oh my God, see, this is what I knew was going to happen. I'm going on a tangent. Have you noticed that the delay in passports have increased? You could, you, you used to be able to expedite your passport six to eight weeks, expedite it, pay the extra ship and you'd actually get it that quick in six to eight weeks. And now you pay for expedited service and you're talking five to six months down the road to renew a passport, to get a new passport. And they're saying, oh, it's because we don't have enough people. But no, it's not because of that, because shit's about to hit the fan. And they want to make sure that we're sitting ducks. I sound like a conspiracy theorist, to be honest. But neither. I digress. I digress. So I think with these two major pivotal points in our American history that we are literally watching unfold before us, we, and I see this, I feel like I see this every episode. I sound like a broken record at this point. We need to be careful about who we elect in power. You know, they're attacking our education system. If you pay attention to these, you know, Southern, like rural area, uh, towns and homes, cities, uh, you're noticing that they're doing away with education, like public education, uh, especially like in the universities of what they're teaching people because they don't want to teach our history. They want to teach the white ver white washed version of it. I've always said that an educated minority is powerful. They don't want us to have access to that knowledge. They're trying to take it back to the slave days, my, my dude, where you didn't know anything. You did as you were told because you couldn't read or write or do anything for yourself. So who did you have to rely on? your masters. Pay attention, people. Pay attention. It's And I, I worry about my kids because that is who it's going to affect the most. They're taking away, you know, um, politically, not politically correct, um, you know, black history. They don't want you to learn about that in school anymore. They don't want you to learn about slavery they don't want you they don't want to teach you know about your bodily anatomy they don't want to say the word gay like it's all these little things that's going to turn into something huge and we're allowing it i'm i'm literally watching us go back in time because everything that we have done thus far with overturning affirmative action you know the lgbtqa discrimination 
leaving people in crippling debt because they didn't they didn't uh, approve the student loan forgiveness. You know, those that got their loans forgiven, that's cool, that's dandy. But the PPP loans that these millionaires were taking out and were forgiven, that's okay. But these people who went and got an education that are literally living in crippling debt can't have their debt forgiven. But Joe Schmo, the millionaire, takes a loan out for $200,000 to go blow. And there's no legal ramifications for them because they have the money, because they have their hand in the pot of who controls us and who controls our government. And it's crazy because like we see it happening before our eyes, right? And, and we hear about case in point, why it got, you know, turned down. We had two people come forward. One was saying, it's not fair that I only got $10,000 taken off my student loans, but you know, Joe Schmo down the street got $20,000 taken off of his loan. That where, where's the equality there? Yeah, motherfucker, maybe because you make twice as much as this dumbass does. Not dumbass, sorry, but you know, you know what I mean? Maybe you make twice as much as the person down the street. Therefore, you don't need as much financial help as somebody who doesn't make as much as you. And then you have the other one that's like, well, I paid off my student loans. Why does everybody else get to have theirs forgiven? We are such a me, 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 me society. What can you do for me? No, 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 that doesn't benefit me in any way. So therefore, I don't, I don't want it to go to anybody else. You see it with the mask situation. Why do I have to wear a mask to protect you? It's not, look at my hair, it looks crazy. It's not just to protect you, but it's to protect you and everybody else that's around you. I, you know, honestly, I feel like COVID would have gone so much more different if people weren't so fucking, A, batshit crazy, two, selfish, and three, so self-involved that they can't see past their own fucking nose. Please hold. What are you doing? Y'all hear that? Y'all hear how she treats me? I'm just kidding. So there's that. Oh, this is just, it's amazing. It's amazing that my kids, our kids have to grow up in this. It's amazing that the stuff that we're going through now is the stuff that they're going to be talking about in the history books. If we correct it, if we don't correct it, everything that's going on right now, we'll never hear about it. It'll be a, a distant memory. It'll be, you know, just something that um, the elders talked about, but nobody truly knew if it existed. You know, people forget that segregation and women's rights were not that long ago. We have people that are still alive to this day that remember, you know, what it was to drink out of a certain fountain or to go to a certain restroom, which... At the rate that we're going, I, it, like, it, it's, it's already, you know, the public restrooms with the transgender community is such a big issue. It's, it's not going to be much different than, you know, blacks and whites or browns only. It's frustrating because it, it, it you want to see change and you, you want to try to make it happen but when you see no progress and you just see everything going backwards, it's it's so debilitating and it's it's hurtful and it's sad because you America was once something that you could be proud of. 
And now we're the laughing stock of the whole fucking world. Literally the whole fucking world. Hmm. Next up. Next up. Why can't I see the comments? Oh, shit. What if I go like this or like this? I don't. Okay, baby. I'm back. I don't know how to see comments on this. Swipe left to reveal comments and reactions. I did swipe left. Anyways, I don't know why I can't see. You see my double chin? <laughs> you know who I feel like sometimes when I'm trying to do this shit? I feel like those, um, ya viejitos, you know what I mean? That get on camera and they're like, is it facing me or is it facing you? Or no, I see them. Anyways. Okay. Have you guys heard about Rudy Farias? If you haven't heard about him, he uh, went missing, allegedly, eight years ago from the Houston, Texas area. Um, he was last seen March 6th, uh, whatever eight years ago was. I had it down. And I honestly can't read my writing. Anyways, he's walking his two dogs um, in Houston, Texas. Mom said that he left and never came back. Oh, this story is fucking weird. It's, it's weird. It's not. It's weird. So this really popped off on TikTok, of course, um, where you see, you know, 17 year old that went missing eight years ago is found um, unresponsive, church stairs, yada, yada, yada. Um, so mom, her name is Janie Santana, said that Rudy was suffering from depression and PTSD due to his brother dying in a motorcycle accident back in 2011. Uh, the year prior to that, uh, the year prior to his disappearance, his dad, who worked for Houston PD, um, was being investigated by internal affairs and he committed suicide. And so um, you fast forward a few years in 2018, relatives called the police and they're like, hey, you know, that's Rudy. I, we see him. He's behind another relative's house. The police go and investigate. They don't find him. Five years later, fast forward to present time, uh, they found him, the church, unresponsive on the side of a church. Uh, he was beaten and abused, according to his mom. Here's where it gets strange. So mom it was telling people that he had disappeared eight years ago. Ah, <laughs> the clothing, sorry, the, cl uh, the clothing, the piece of um, article that helped identify who he was was his mother's credit card that was issued two years ago. Two years ago. So if he was missing for eight years, how the fuck did he wind up with his mom's credit card? So now this is where it starts to unravel. So um, neighbors state that he was never missing, that he was living with his mom the entire time. Um, and then when it was brought to mom's attention, mom was like, no, they're confusing him with my nephew. And then when the cops showed the picture of the, ne the nephew, uh, the neighbor's like, no, this is not who we saw. We know who we saw. It was Rudy. So they take him to the hospital. They get him checked out. Uh, the police want to question him. And mom's like, no, he can't. Uh, he's nonverbal right now. He doesn't want to talk. Uh, so there was a community leader and counselor by the name of Quanell X. And he is a liaison between, you know, the police and mom. He asked to speak with 
uh, Rudy by himself. And after talking to him for about an hour and a half, he came back out and he said that Rudy told him a lot of disturbing things. Um, he said that he was abused for many years. He was drugged. He was practically living as a slave. So his mom would take him to the jobs with her. And I'm assuming that she did like maybe some cleaning or something like that. Um, and she would pretty much make Rudy do the cleaning for her. And so um, she'd take him on these sites. He'd do the cleaning for her, just pretty much acting like a slave. Um, and this is where it gets sick. The mother allegedly, just throwing it out there, allegedly, was having Rudy play daddy and husband and would make Rudy sleep in the same bed as her. She used to watch him shower and he, she used to make him wash her body. This is... <sighs> yeah. <laughs> That's... Yeah. Um, as of late, and I checked as of uh, three hours ago, um, no charges have been filed against the mom yet. Uh, Rudy is allegedly staying with a friend, not with the mom. Um, people are saying that, you know, if he leaves with the mom, they're both going to probably disappear and never come back. It's... <sighs> My kids are being loud. Please hold. Guys, close the door. Oh, they listened. I had a heart-to-heart -heart with them yesterday because... Ugh, it's hard out here for a pimp. And I just want to let... I just, I just want to clarify something. If a certain person is listening. Um, just because Joe is an amazing stepfather. It doesn't make up. I wouldn't say make up. It doesn't replace their dad. Just and vice versa. Just because a certain person is a great step parent, it doesn't replace. Anyways, going back, going back to what I was originally saying, um, it's heartbreaking because as a mother, you don't want to cause your kids any harm. And I, I don't understand how these parents have these loose screws that think it's it's okay to whoa that looked weird okay anyways <laughs> it's okay to cause this kind of mental physical emotional harm to our kids we we made them they grew in our bodies they are literally a part of us and to hear that this this poor kid who had you know pretty much his teenage years his early 20s just taken away from him because his mother is not right in the head. We are so worried about, you know, people getting guns. But what I, I think it should be a requirement to have like a mental evaluation to have kids. I, I, I do. I truly think that in order to procreate, you have to be mentally fit. And I think to a certain extent, be financially stable to have kids. Because we are literally having them as accessories. We're literally just having them and then letting everybody else take care of them but us. I'm going to say it right now. If my kids, this is what I'm going to say right now, right? If 
Analia or Amara were to, heaven forbid, get pregnant early, I would help to a certain extent. But they would also have to feel what it's like to take care of their own child. And maybe they won't pop out another one. Like, God damn. Like, you hear about these kids that go missing. Or you hear about these parents that fucking take a trip to Puerto Rico and leave their infant alone in their fucking apartment. And then the, the child dies. Like, in whose fucking world? Let me just let me just hop on a plane and go to Puerto Rico for a fucking week. Knowing that I have a whole ass infant by themselves who died of not only starvation, but dehydrated. Can you imagine dying a slow, painful death? And you as a kid not knowing what's going on? It ain't right. It's not right. And I feel like the way, especially when it comes to kids, on how they die is how you should die. You strangle a kid to death, you're getting strangled to death. You shoot a kid, you get shot. You mutilate a kid's body, guess what, fucker? We're mutilating yours. And I, I guarantee you, that's really going to change how people view kids. Oh, you want to take a trip to Puerto Rico for a week and not provide anything for your kid, let alone a caretaker? Bet. We're going to stick your ass in a fucking cell. You can't eat anything, drink anything, pee and shit in your own filth. Do it. I guarantee that's going to change how a lot of people see and how they run things. All right. All right. Last but not least, before I log off, because it really does feel weird talking to myself for an hour. In this case, 33 minutes, which I'm pretty proud of myself because I was really going to cancel the podcast today. Anyways, I know, I know, I know you guys saw it. Miss Kiki Palmer. Looking mighty fine at the Usher concert. The, uh, was it two nights ago? Yesterday? I don't know. It was recent. And her baby daddy acting a fool all up and through the internet. Mm. Mm, 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 mm. First of all, I didn't I didn't know who Kiki Palmer's baby daddy was until right now. I knew of him. Like I knew what he kind of sort of I'm lying. I didn't know what he looked like. I could care less about his name. I honestly don't know what he does. But to say that you are a Christian man. You got a baby mama, right? So any Christian man, if they're doing right by God, they're going to get married, right? Rumors are, he doesn't work. Rumors are, allegedly, he mooches off Kiki Palmer. So you're telling me that you are a conservative Christian man who has a baby out of wedlock and does not provide for your family but you're a conservative Christian man. Make that make sense. Make that make sense. And you know, I'm, I'm reading these posts and can I, let me see, are you, did you see me disappear? Anyways, well, I guess I'll have to show you guys later. But there was a post that I saw that pretty much said, you know, a good Christian man would not demoralize um, or vilify the mother of his children in public 
He would address it in private if he addresses it at all. There's a picture that he took of Kiki postpartum where it's literally just her covering her boobs and you can see that, you know, her belly and she's in uh, like those underwear. If, if you've had kids before, you know what underwear I'm talking about. Those big, fugly looking underwear. Hers were black. And he posted that on the internet. And somebody commented and said, you're okay with posting this, but you're not okay with her dress. And so I, and it, and it begs the question because a lot of people were saying, well, it's not about the outfit. It, it was about her actions or the fact that Usher was like grabbing all up on her and, and you know, they were swaying and kissing, not kissing, but hugging and just being really close and intimate. And, and it, and it brings the question because a lot of you guys saw, you know, Chance the Rapper when he went to the, that festival and the dancer was dancing on him provocatively. And a lot of people were giving him flack because it was like, you know, you're a married man, you know, you really shouldn't be having, you know, women dance on you like that. Other people were saying, you know, it's just a festival. He knew, he knows who he is, you know, who he knows how to respect his marriage, blah, blah, blah. And so is there really a difference? I personally would not feel comfortable if somebody was dancing on Joe like that, regardless if it's a festival or not. And it's not um, a matter of trusting him. It's a matter of respect in our relationship. Because I know he wouldn't like some guy coming up on me and dancing on me in a very sexual manner and me going along with it and being okay because I, I i truly do feel like that's it like when you commit to somebody you commit to them and uh, see i feel like that's where we get into muddy waters because then again you have usher who you know had his hand on her waist they were swaying they were hugging um i How do I put this? Because how did I word it? I said that I, I, I didn't think there was anything wrong with it because she was fangirling over Usher, who, you know, Kiki Palmer is our age. So it's like, what, late 20s, early 30s. Um, so she grew up with Usher. She grew up with young Usher. She knows all the hits. She, you know, but it's a, it's a different kind of fangirling when you can buy whatever he can buy and vice versa. So like I was putting the analogy, like if, you know, Usher were to gift me a thousand long stem roses because I went to his concert. I swoon and instantly fall in love. You send it to somebody like Kiki Palmer, like, oh, cool. Yeah, that's fine. My florist could do the same for me. The amount of insecurity that I saw this man bring forth towards the mother of his child is it's it's kind of sad. You know, it's it's like. You know, you knew who she was when you started to date her. You decided that she was good enough to have a kid with. Why does that change? Because now that she's a mother, a mother does not define you. You are not. A, a mother is simply a subcategory of who you are as a person. It's not your entire entity. It's not. I'm a mother. That's it. No. What else are you? I'm a mother, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm blah, 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 blah. It's, it's not just who you are. She was somebody before she had a child and she is still somebody after she has a kid. She is allowed to have a good time. She's allowed to enjoy herself. If she has a fucking banging body, she's allowed to dress how the fuck she wants. I don't see how her dress is any different than you posting a half naked picture of her on the internet. Postpartum. 
with stretch marks, belly hanging out. I don't see the difference. I don't. I don't see the difference. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe. What do I know? I haven't lived life. Guys, that's all I got. Anybody else want to join? What does this do? Ebony, you want to join? I got 20 minutes. That's it. Oh. I don't got nothing else. Guys, I'm going to sign off. I did okay. I did 40 minutes. I talked on the topics that I wanted to talk about. I'm kind of proud of myself because, and I had, I came prepared too. I brought two extra beers because I thought I was going to drink them and I'm not even, I'm done with maybe three fourths of this one. Hmm. It's hard to do a podcast by yourself. You know, I see people do them by themselves and I think to myself, oh, I could do that. And then I go on these tangents or these rambles where I talk about, you know, topics that either really bother me or topics that I just feel like should be talked about. And I don't know, maybe we'll do like mini, mini episodes where, you know, we pick a topic and we talk about it for like a good 30 minutes of like, hopefully awesome dialogue. And then from that dialogue, you know, we can just maybe, we'll, you know, once a month we'll have a, what do you call those? Uh, not team meetings, like a town hall. We'll have like a once a month town hall where we pick a topic, like something we're extremely like passionate about. And then we have just like amazing dialogue. I don't know. That's an idea. Just throwing it out there. Anyways, I'm signing off. This is Carmen from Man in the Mouth. There is no man tonight. He is off enjoying time with his mama. We'll see you next week. Be on the lookout if you guys are watching. We are going to send an email for who we want our guest of the month to be for July. And then we're just going to start knocking them out. August, September, October, November. And then you guys know that we take a break from November to the new year, as always, so we can enjoy time with our friends and family. So, upcoming in July, you're going to be doing a taco tour. I don't know when. That's Maybe, maybe August for the taco tour. We'll see. Um, and then we're going to have a guest in July. Uh, so... If you're not if you're interested because we did have a lot of people say they were interested uh so just be on the lookout for those two things yeah that's it this is Fino and this is carmen and you're listening to man in the milf lego bye